Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and uh, I, this is uh, episode 857, and it is April 3rd. And if I sound a little nasally, it's because I have the the, the C, the COVID, the COVID. Uh, yeah, not feeling great, but I'm going to try to do a short podcast at least today. So uh, bear with me, and um, I'm planning on talking about some comics and some recent uh, stuff that I've been watching while I've been blowing my nose a lot. So, and by the way, you know, electronic podcasts, you can't catch uh, germs that way, even though there are viruses uh, in the internet, right? So, hey, let's uh, try to get through this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. I apologize again if I uh, sound a little off, sound tired, which is all true. Maybe I don't even need to apologize. This has been going on for two years. And uh, yeah, it. Um, well, let me give you a little bit of what happened to the, um, and I don't really, I don't feel terrible. It just feels like a cold pretty much. Uh, and I'm vaccinated, of course. We'll talk. I'll talk more about that. But um, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. And on this very special, <laughs> uh, I'm going to call it. Co- I think I'm going to call the name of the the show is going to be COVID and Comics for this week. But um, yeah, a, a little more than a week ago, we you know we have two grandsons, and the um, uh, Lynn, my wife, went over to watch one of them. This keep in mind. This is before we knew anybody had COVID officially. She went over. They were feeling a little poorly, um, and went over to watch the younger Cameron. And that was like about ten days ago ish now or so. But and you know he was just under the weather a bit, and so he she you know he couldn't really be at daycare. My my son and his wife both work. So anyway, um, she went over there to watch him, and then. The next day or something like that, her, his older brother, who's like three and a half Bryson, uh, wasn't also, he was also not feeling that good. And then there was a reported case of COVID at the daycare and they got, they got my older grandson tested. He tested positive. My son tested positive. And then Lynn, my wife, about two days after she watched, um, the uh, grandson, then she tested positive. And that was about Sunday, last Sunday, about a week ago. And all last week, just about all last week, I felt good. I felt fine. We didn't really separate or quarantine that much at the house. Probably maybe it'd been a better idea, but I don't think it's a, I think when you're in the same household, plus we're all vaccinated, I don't, I don't know if you can really avoid it. And I didn't really want to do that. I was trying to help, help out while I felt okay. And I'm sure this happens very much to everybody out there when you're in the same house. But, um, you know, she basically had cold-like symptoms, you know, nasally, cough, stuff like that. But again, I was good till I even took a test like Tuesday last week, something like that. And it was negative, a home test. 
Well, I felt good until I got to about Thursday, late Thursday last week, and I started to feel a little off. And then on Friday, last Friday, just like two or three days ago, I, I got up. I still felt off. I took a test, and I was positive. So, <laughs> yeah, you can only dodge this thing for so long. I, I know a lot of people who who either themselves or they know people. There's a lot seem like they're getting it now, just when I think everybody thinks it's kind of it's never going to be over is my conclusion now. And your only recourse, and, and here's my pitch, you know, I'm not sure. I always try to think that the people listening to this uh, Treks and Sci-Fi podcast are pretty sensible, but, you know, without vaccines, you know, I'm not super young. Let's put it that way. I don't feel old, but I mean, even younger people, I mean, unvaccinated people, I mean, we've all heard the stories. I mean, uh, I I can't even imagine going through, you know, this without being vaccinated. And it was really interesting because in the early, early first little bit of it for me, it felt very much like I kind of felt like after I had been vaccinated, just a little off, a little achy, a bit of a headache. And I'm hearing this latest supposedly strain is is not as intense, but it's much easier to catch, which I can confirm, I think, both of those things. But, um, I, you know, most of the restrictions have all been lifted. You know, there's there's very little anything. Nothing's really restricted much anymore, right? There's there's masks are pretty much gone. Um, you can wear a mask, of course. And I, I'm planning on not going anywhere for the next week once I tested positive. I did go last week a few places when I was negative, and, and I probably even shouldn't, but, you know, that's the past. I, I really thought I, I wasn't going to get it. I don't know why. Maybe it was just wishful thinking, but yeah, right now it's just mostly a nasally thing. My throat's kind of dry and hurts. It's, again, very much like a cold feeling. I have energy. I'm not, like, wiped out. I mean, I've been sleeping fairly well. I've taken a little bit of over-the-counter medication, but, um, I mean, just please, if you if you're I don't know. I don't know if I can convince anyone. Even if I convince one or two people, I feel like it's it's worth my breath. But if you're not vaccinated, really, at this point, I, I think even more now than ever, you really need to because no one's everyone's pretty much out and about again, doing things. Um, you know, I think they're going to even drop the mask restriction thing on airplanes. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I've got three three shots in me, so. And so far, again, I've had worse, worse colds, so I've had it since about Friday, and uh, just been chilling, just been watching some Netflix that I'll talk about here. And but, um, but yeah, COVID finally couldn't, couldn't like Neo in the Matrix couldn't keep dodging the bullets forever. Um, but yeah, I just I know people overseas, people that I work with that have just recently got it. Uh, it. It's And I work a lot with guys in China and a lot of people over there are getting it again and they have a lot of lockdowns going on. I don't think we'll ever lock down in the U.S. again, not unless things get really bad and hospitals get filled up. But um, So I'm going to take a, a fairly uh, a kind of a, a little more breaks than normal and this probably only be about a half hour podcast because it is a little tricky and difficult to talk. But I'm going to take a short break here. Uh, and then I'll come back and we'll talk about some of the recent things I've been watching uh, and also some comic uh, talk from me, a little bit about the new Moon Knight show and so on. But during this uh, brief intermission here, I'm going to play a um, another music moment from uh, Vartok. He just uh, he sent this in recently. I did one. I think I put one on the show a couple weeks ago. 
But um, yeah, this is another music moment from Vartok, and I'm just going to let him take it away. So here you go, and I'll be back. I think this is seven or eight minutes or so long, and I'll be back, and we'll talk more on Treks in Sci-Fi. everyone, this is Vartok with another Treks in Sci-Fi music moment. One soundtrack and a few words. You might have noticed my different intro for today's music moment, and it gives a hint about my choice for this music moment. For today's moment, I'm going to talk about track number 26 to season 3 of the recently released Netflix phenomenal series Lost in Space which was covered by Rico recently in podcast episode number 854 on February 27, 2022. The reprised Lost in Space series ran for three seasons, between April 2018 and December 2021, with a total of 28 episodes. Like Rico, I thought the reprised series was one of the best streaming series ever produced. I really loved the production value, the actors, special effects, and the action. The Netflix series is a reboot of the 1965 series of the same name, which was inspired by the 1812 novel The Swiss Family Robinson. Music for the original TV series was composed by America's composer John Williams. Music for all three seasons of the latest reboot was composed by American composer and songwriter Christopher Leonards. Leonards, 50 years old today, was born in Methuen, Massachusetts. He attended the Thornton School of Music at the University of Southern California, where he studied with Academy Award winner Elmer Bernstein. You might recall that another famous student of Elmer Bernstein that I have talked about is Bear McCreary. Active since 1998, Christopher Leonards has written music for a variety of comedies, such as Horrible Bosses, Ride Along, as well as Identity Thief, and Think Like a Man. He has also worked on hit family films, including Hop and Alvin and the Chipmunks, and critically acclaimed dramas Adam and Thanks for Sharing. He has worked with artists including Basil Polidorus, Michael Common, Ozo Motley, Dave Grusin, Alan Menken, The RZA, Five for Fighting, and Alien Ant Farm. His collaboration with Ozzo Motley on the record Street Signs garnered a Grammy Award for Best Latin Rock Album. Finally, he has scored the soundtracks for at least 15 video games, including three of Steven Spielberg's Medal of Honor video games. Christopher is also a musician and plays the piano, keyboards, synthesizer, percussion, and guitar. For today's moment, I have chosen to play for you track number 26 of Season 3, titled Finale and Coda. It starts out with the Lost in Space cue, played slowly and thoughtfully, 
As you may know, the series ended in a good point, closing out many story threads. The music then turns triumphant, and then again introspective, and finally ends on a high note. Just love it. In my opinion, Christopher Leonard's music for all three seasons was as good as anything you might expect from a full feature film playing in the theater. I rated 22 tracks as 5 stars out of 5 stars. And all three seasons are available for purchase on iTunes. It is so symphonic and emotionally perfect, matching the action on the screen and pulling on your heartstrings. Not just some filler background music. I must believe that we'll be hearing more and more about Christopher Leonard's in the future. I couldn't help noticing that the album covers for all three seasons boldly features Will Robinson and the robot, with the robot being the largest image. Well, certainly you've noticed that on Hollywood movie posters, the largest image always goes to the top billing actor, and the rest of the actors get smaller and smaller the more secondary the role. And so, the top credit should go to 6 foot 7 inch tall Brian Steele from Highland, Michigan, who has also played the Bigfoot Harry in Harry and the Hendersons.
and a predator in the film Predators, and other Hollywood monsters. Naturally, I only mention this since Rico is from Michigan. And finally, before I end this music moment, did you know that some of the original Lost in Space cast members played cameos in the latest series? Bill Moomy, who played Will Robinson in the 1965-1968 series, appears briefly as the real Dr. Zachary Smith in two episodes, whose identity June Harris steals to become the fake Dr. Smith. June Lockhart, who portrayed Maureen Robinson in the original television series, appears in Season 3 as the voice of a radio communications officer on Alpha Centauri. And Angela Cartwright, who portrayed Penny Robinson in the original Lost in Space series, makes a cameo as Sheila Harris, the mother of June Harris and Jessica Harris. Well, I hope you enjoyed this music and sci-fi music moment. And now back to you, Rico. Danger, Rico All right, I am back. And uh, this is the, uh, I feel like this is the smooth jazz portion of the show. Hey, by the way, thanks again, Vartok. Appreciate your music moments. Thanks for sending those in. And yeah, there's a lot of um, really, really um, good music these days. I, I feel like I... With everything else I've got going on, I, I don't feel like I can pay attention to it as much as I used to. I used to buy like every every soundtrack. Not every soundtrack, but but I used to buy so many more soundtracks. I guess it's because of the age of digital now. Uh that um I don't I mean I've been I bought a new turntable, I think I've talked about on the show. Oh I don't know, six months ago or something like that. So I've been buying a, a few LPs, LPs, you know, records. And playing some old ones that I have. I've got a new a holder for records at me in my my uh, little Rico cave. But um, you know, I used to. I can remember when uh, you know the big summer movies would come. I, I would I would you know buy multiple you know CD soundtracks of uh, of of the movies and and even TV and stuff. And and again, I think in digital and with things like Pandora and Spotify and Amazon Music and all these services. I, I, I really makes me wonder a little bit about how our artists are being, are they making as much? Are they making more because of digital or, or same thing in the, uh, I'm going to talk about comics shortly, but comics have had the same thought or question in the industry because there's a lot of digital, you know, you can get digital comics these days, although they cost just like books, they cost basically the same as a printed version. And, and I know, you know, the reasoning behind it is they don't, they're afraid if they make that like like a, a comic is they're kind of expensive these days. I mean, the average price is probably about three ninety nine. My shop, I get a discount, so I, I they'll knock a buck off that, so it's three. But you know, if if they started offering a three ninety nine comic for say half price if it was digital, you know, paper sales, uh, the the printed copies would really really suffer, and all the comic shops would pretty much go down probably in flames. And and I. I, I don't know if, I mean, there's no question to me that eventually it's kind of like that episode of Court Martial in the original Star Trek. And my mind is jumping from topic to topic a little bit. But, um, you know, where Sam Cogley, who's defending Kirk, you know, books, he's like, books, young man. And he has all these printed copies of books. And Kirk becomes kind of a bit, you know, they they, they touch on this, you know, even in uh you know, some of the Star Trek films about, you know, he gets a book, a copy of uh, 
a book from Spock, you know, it was the best of times, you know, so, you know, print though, I think will eventually just like music on, on LPs and CDs or whatever. I think even cassettes are making a comeback, but the, all of that stuff, physical media gets talked about a lot. will probably all eventually go away. I mean, that's not going to happen anytime soon. I still, I, uh, oh, here, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get back into nerdy talk more. Well, I guess this is sort of related, but I, I finally was able to get, amazingly, I, I was able to get, even though I am not a co- really much of a console gamer, but I think it was a bit of the challenge of it. Um, I had an old PS3 that I really never used much, even when it was new, and and I've got a PS5. I um, my if, if you're still looking for those, my little thing that I, this is how I did it. Walmart, which I don't really shop at much, but I've used a bit of their delivery over the last, say, you know, six months or so. Uh, But they, um, they have a Walmart plus thing. It's like 12 bucks a month or something like that, that if you buy something, anything, you know, uh, if you buy $35 or more worth of stuff, they'll do free delivery. So I've, I've done that a bit. And I got an email that basically said there was a new batch of PS5s as long as you're a Walmart Plus member, which I had let that lapse. I only did it for like a month or something. So I signed up again when the date and time came. I, I put the, I ended up getting the one that holds, uh, this is kind of going back to the digital thing, but it seems to me, uh, the other little thing that I've noticed, I thought is that there's two different types of PS5. There's one that takes a disc costs a little bit more. It's like $100 more. And then there's the digital only one. Um, I think it's $4.99 for the disc, $3.99 for the digital only. I had clicked on both of them when I got into the the queue or whatever. And the digital one, bang, 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 you know, 10 minutes or something of a wait or something like that. And I got it and I bought it, which is what I ended up with. The, sorry, the disc one. Did I say that wrong? I might've said it wrong. Brain's a little foggy, but the, um, the digital one without the disc slot and all that that plays, you know, can play, um, well, take games, of course, and but also play 4K movies and things. That one eventually I had to wait longer. I was actually trying to get snag one for one of my sons. And that one eventually expired. Like I didn't get that, even though it looked like I should have. But so I think the disc ones are a little easier to get because I think people want to save the hundred bucks. And they tend to plan on getting most of their games digitally and not with a physical disc. But anyway, yeah, I got a PS5. I've uh, I've only got really one game that I've been playing on it a little bit. Uh, I got that Guardians of the Galaxy game, which is a lot of fun. I mean, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, so I've been, although, again, not much of a console gamer, so I, I would say I'm not great at it. <laughs> there, there's a lot of cool stuff in that game, though. It, it really is, and I've heard really good things about it. It's a really good game. It's just I'll talk maybe more about it in a few weeks, maybe once I've tried a few other games. <laughs> Excuse me, getting a little tea drink here. But um, but yeah, so that's the other thing that I heard with PS PS5s. If you want to try, is you can sign up at PlayStation. I think officially where they'll you get on their email list. I forget what it's officially called. But that'll get you like a notification, although that never happened yet for me. It didn't send me anything. So, um, all right, let us get off of those topics. I, I, I let me clear the deck here a little bit. And um, so the uh, the things I want to talk about this week, what I've watched, and I'll talk um, about comics briefly. Again, my voice won't hold on for more than probably about a half hour here. So, uh, but. Um, 
but the what I've been watching, uh, besides the, the the normal TV series that I typically talk about, the uh, the two movies I've watched over the last couple couple of days, I watched um, the Bubble. I think it's called the Bubble. It just came out on Netflix. I think on Friday, and it was a pretty appropriate movie to watch because it was basically a movie about making a movie during COVID. But what really appealed to me about it is the is the celebrity, uh, the the people that are that are in the movie. There, there's a lot of genre type people. Karen Gillan's in the movie. David Duchovny's in in the movie. Uh, the Mandalorians in the movie. <coughs> Sorry, I had to pause that for a second. Yeah, uh, Mandalorian Pedro is Pedro Pascal, who is <laughs> he's this crazy actor. So they're all basically playing actors uh they're not themselves but they're playing uh actors in this franchise called uh cliff beasts where they're making this film uh and there's a lot of green screen and but it's pretty funny because they've been all put into this hotel in london or england somewhere i think it's london i don't know if it's london probably isn't london because it's outside the city and all that but they're over in England doing the movie. They got to isolate when they first get there for like two weeks, stuck in their rooms. Then they have to get tested all the time. And uh, I, I found it kind of funny. It's kind of silly, kind of goofy and kind of ridiculous, truthfully. But uh, given my current state of uh, health and all that, that's the kind of stuff I want to watch right now. I don't want to watch anything too serious. By the way, I'll, I'll talk about something uh, about uh, about that in a minute or two. But uh yeah, something kind of goofy and light is fun. So, yeah, I would recommend it. Again, it's on Netflix. I think maybe it's a, just a tad long. It's a little more than two hours. It seemed it seemed like it kind of uh, could have been a little little shortened, possibly. But uh, if you want to see a lot of people you'll recognize uh, and, and having a good time, which which it looks like they're doing, yeah, watch that. And uh, and then the other thing that I I watched that. Uh, that is just out now on, on pay-per-view or whatever the officially it's called. Anyway, I watched, um, moon, moonfall. I was going to call it moonshot. There's two moon thing movies. There's a moonshot, which is sort of a romantic thing that, uh, just came out, I think on HBO with one of the guys from, uh, Riverdale is in it. Uh, yeah, but moonfall, that's the disaster Roland Emmerich movie from, uh, when did it come out? I think at the very beginning of the year or so, something like that. I never saw it in the theaters. I watched it last night. Uh, Patrick Wilson is in it. Um, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he was the buddy. He's the big, big, heavy set guy who is the buddy of Jon Snow's character in uh, Game of Thrones. So he's in this too. He's kind of a scientist guy. Uh, but this movie's totally ridiculous. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it's a disaster movie, but. I, I don't want it. It's fun to watch. I, I I do enjoy a good disaster movie sometimes, but there's just if the moon got to the point like in this movie, you know, and I won't give too much away, but you know, you can tell from the trailers if the moon got as close to the Earth as it does in this movie, we'd be gone. Like like it, the Earth could not survive that. Uh, uh you know, it, it it's like uh, yeah. So it, it's it's absurd, but it, there's a lot of good action and and. You know, things blowing up, things being flooded by all kinds of disasters, tidal waves, and just all you know your typical, your typical stuff in a in a those kind of movies. But um, yeah, so um, 
And then uh, I'm still watching that Severance show, which I'm starting to like more. Again, it's kind of, I guess, it's sort of a sci-fi concept. You know, that shows about the this procedure that allows you to split your your what they call your inside work self to your outside. Like you basically don't know what you're like or what your life is like outside of work. And when you're outside of work, you have no idea what your work life is like, which again, I, I think I said this when I talked about it before, that just sounds like a total, uh, there's just no way I'd ever want to do that. But, um, you know, they kind of have made it feel like for the most part, these guys, the people are, that are doing this, they're not really there, there's something that's happened in the world that, that, or the outside. It's not so much they were, they, they haven't really gone into, nobody is like, it's not like they're people who were very unhappy with their job. So they didn't want to think about their job when they're not at work. You know, it's more people who have issues in the, in outside of the job who don't want to be sort of crippled or, or have problems when they're at work. I, I don't know how to, I guess that kind of describes it pretty well, but, um, yeah, they just did an episode. I don't. I tried to find out how many episodes they're going to do with this show, and I'm not sure because I think it was just episode eight that came out on Friday. But um, yeah, it's a cool concept. But I'm still just worried that the payoff is not going to. Like, I really wonder. Is there seems to be trying? They're trying to make it seem like this corporation is doing something so secretive or something that they don't want anyone to know outside of the company. That that's why they're offering this service or doing this to people. But it's just, I don't know. Again, I feel like the payoff might not be worth it. So uh, let's save the Moon Knight talk here for a moment while while, um, I think I'm going to take a short break and collect myself. And then we'll talk for about maybe about 10, probably not even 10 minutes, maybe five minutes about comics and kind of the state of comics, what I've been reading and watching, watching, sort of watching, I guess, sometimes when the DC animated movies. But comics and uh, what I what I've been enjoying. So I'll be back in a moment. All right. All right. Last little bit here on comics. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Hey, don't get COVID if you can avoid it. <laughs> Although I, I, I just don't think anyone can avoid it really eventually. Um, all right, comics. As everybody knows, who's listened to this show for a long time, I've, I'm a big comic fan. I have been since high school age. More, uh, I kind of got into comics late. Most most people who really get into comics start younger. Uh, although some people start a lot older, even these days. I know people. I, I'm on a few Facebook comic book groups, and there's people 20, 30, 40 years old. You know, just reading like their first comic. So don't think you're ever too old to start getting into it. Um, because I. One thing they're putting out more and more trade collections, omnibuses. I've started to collect more of those, even though I've always mainly been a uh, week-to-week comic book shop guy, reading comics as they come out. Uh, A lot of it is I want to be up on what the current comics are doing and not get spoiled. Uh, I even – it's interesting with comics, unlike movies, TV – it's, it's pretty easy to avoid spoilers. There's only been a few times, basically, that I can think of over all the decade, decades that I've read comics that I've, I've learned something that happened or is going to happen in a comic before I, I read it. 
sometimes, you know, the comics are done much in advance and they're printed and all on. Sometimes people get advanced copies. Uh, I think there's a little bit more looseness with comics than there are like maybe a big new movie coming. But the, um, but yeah, so it doesn't happen too much. So truthfully, you know, keeping up on what's happening in the recent comics, I think as long as you're staying away from certain Facebook groups or online info, you probably would never really be spoiled that much. So, but, um, but anyway, so some of the stuff that I've been reading mostly, I mean, I'm always, I've always been a big Batman fan. I, I, I read the two main Batman books, Batman and Detective Comics. There seems to be each week a new Batman book that comes out or a new version or a new, um, like I'm looking at, uh, DC started this thing a few years ago called their Black Label, which is like, <laughs> excuse me, I don't want to call it adult comics because although the first, I think the first Black Label book they did show, uh, they did show Batman's private parts or one, you know, like, uh, which got a lot of internet buzz and stuff and it's like you know whatever guys like most people don't know what that looks like i mean who cares but so but the they they did these um some of these black label dc books are they're oversized so the one of the more recent ones that i just read is called one dark night which is pretty cool it's it's um written and both written and drawn by a guy named jock uh he's like madonna he just has one name so uh but essentially what it is, is there's sort of a bad guy that, that uh, Gotham City loses power. So that's why it's called One Dark Night. Plus you get the whole play on the, the word night in the title is K-N-I-G-H-T. So like the Dark Knight. So it's not only dark out because Gotham City has lost power. But Batman has, of course, always been called the Dark Knight or has been mainly. So what he needs to do, though, and, and this is Batman in his most true form, is he's, he's trying to actually save a, a guy who's not so great and get him from more or less from one side of Gotham City to the other, more basically on foot carrying this guy. <laughs> and then he keeps running into bad guys trying to stop him and trying to take this guy out and a lot of stuff. But, you know, this just shows Batman to me at his core. And by the way, this is a great book. The art's fantastic. The story is compelling and all that. But this shows again shows Batman who he, who he really is, and you know he he doesn't you know even though it has happened yes okay let's just acknowledge that get that out of the way but he'll he wants justice he he's not the Punisher he doesn't just kill bad guys again it to some people it seems a bit ridiculous because you know if he'd killed the Joker a long time ago a lot of things wouldn't have happened <laughs> but that's not who Batman is so. So anyway, that's, you know, uh, that's his character. So the, um, so that's, those, those are really good. The Black Label books are generally pretty good. They did, they've done some Superman ones. They've, they've done a whole bunch of them. Swamp Thing. Uh, this is again, just DC stuff. Uh, I've been, I've said I've probably been reading a lot more DC than, than Marvel these days. Some of the good, uh, Marvel stuff to me is, um, I think, uh, I really like, Daredevil is is good. Uh, I like Fantastic Four. I'm kind of mixed on uh, X Men these days, although they seem to be kind of mixing that up a, a bit again. Uh, Spider Man, I still I, I still read and love. Uh, I've always loved Spider Man. He's my favorite superhero, so I read Amazing Spider Man, and generally that's about it. There's a lot of Spider books. He's like Spider Man's like you know Marvel's Batman, like. 
there's a million different spider characters out there now. Like they're kind of a, a group of bat type characters, you know, bat woman, bat girl, a bunch of Robins, you know, everybody knows this, I think. But um, so, so there's a big range of, uh, of characters they can play with. Um, one book that I've started to read that I've never really read regularly that I'm really enjoying in DC is Nightwing, who of course is Dick Grayson kind of grown up and, and um, off on his own and uh, it's really, really good. Um, my son has read that for an, for a while too. They went through this thing a few years ago where where Dick Grayson had been shot basically in the head, and and he kind of lost his memories and things. But that all kind of went away. Now he's pretty much back to normal. Um, the thing about comics is, and it's a bit silly and weird, but the characters never really age that much. They go through cycles. Like they're kind of restarting, they're kind of going to restart Spider-Man. Not really restart, but they're going to have a new creative team uh, doing Spider-Man. They do that every year, two years. They'll, they'll do that on a book, even like Batman and that. Um, I have mixed feelings about the whole restarting all the time. Uh, it's okay, but I, I, I you know, this will this will sound like an old oldie, you know, fan, but I, I miss the days of when it was just one long continuing story, you know, hey, here's the latest issue of Thor, here's the latest issue of Spider-Man, it's issue, you know, 495, and then there's 496, and it just kept going, and and they would, of course, bring in new creative teams, but they wouldn't, like, create, like, oh, now it's number one issue again, um, and, and the other thing that happened back then, now creative teams... Eh, it's a it's a mixed bag. Sometimes they last a fairly short time. Sometimes they last a long time. I would say in general, uh, comic book creative teams used to last a lot longer in the old days. You know, they would go on for years in some books. A couple of years was, was not unheard of, maybe more even sometimes. These days, somebody might come in and do an arc of like six issues and be gone again. Um, yeah, it all varies a little bit. Sometimes there's more like the, they just wrapped up this amazing Spider-Man storyline, uh, with this place called the Beyond Corporation and, and, um, Ben Riley, who's a clone of Peter Parker. Uh, it was a pretty good storyline. I, I, I thought it was okay. I, it didn't grab me a ton. I've never really liked the idea of Peter having all these clones running around out there. It's, it's not, I feel like they've, They've done that too much a bit. It's like, okay, guys, and this, they did put a couple of new twists into it, but, um, but yeah, so that's, um, that's what was going on there. Uh, let's see what else I want to mention. Um, but yeah, comics, they've gotten really expensive and it's my best advice. And, and then I'll kind of, I think I got to really wrap this up. I'm starting to really feel talking for this long. I don't think I've talked this long in the last three days. Um, the my best advice DC both DC and Marvel have um apps i think marvel these days i think it's 3 months it might be less but basically if you get the app you can read the new books that come out just 3 months after the fact i think it's 3 months don't quote me on that it might not be it used to be longer um i think they shortened it was it 6 months before i think it was 6 months and then they went to 3 i don't know what dc is i think it might be about the same but dc also has an app these things usually are, I think they cost around $50, $60 a year. And and that, considering how much a comic costs, it's an amazing deal. Plus, they have a lot of old, old back issues you can catch up on. My son read, like, all of the Ultimate Spider-Man run, which is a fantastic set of books that was about 100 and, 
uh, I think it was 150 issues or so, maybe maybe a little less um, on the Marvel app. So if you really wanted to start reading and playing around in comics uh, without spending a lot of money at the comic shop, uh, though that and then of course trade paperback comics collections, omnibuses. Omnibuses are kind of expensive. Um, but they're very nicely done. They're hardcover, you know, but you can easily spend 90 or 100 bucks on an omnibus and it might contain, uh, it varies a lot. It might contain 20 comics, something like that, maybe a little bit more. It varies a lot again. Um, but, uh, but yeah, get those apps, you know, or Amazon has a, which I think is they've changed a lot. I've been hearing kind of some negative things, but uh, this is gonna be a little longer than a half hour podcast, but um, especially with Vartok's music moment. But the um, but I'm almost done. The what was I talking about? Oh, Comicsology. Comicsology on uh, is another app you can get. I, I can't really say that much about it because I I have used Comicsology, but I haven't used it in a long time, and people seem to be somewhat frustrated that I've read about it. That the the thing about Comicsology that's a little different than the Marvel and DC apps is that. The uh, they have a, a wide range of publisher books. They'll have Image Comics, which is another big publisher, uh, and DC and Marvel and, and independent stuff. So it, it's kind of nice because you can really sample a lot of things. So check that out. And they have a monthly service as well. Oh, I, I got to talk about Moon Knight. I actually don't really have a ton to say just because it was only one episode so far, but I like it so far. It, it's a fair, fairly different than the comics. But that's fine, as long as they make it interesting to me. I, I, it doesn't need to be page by page like the comic exactly. Uh, it, it's very strange. It's a very strange so, show so far, but I think it's going to be good. I trust in Marvel and the Marvel machine. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. And, and Oscar Isaac is, is uh, it, you know, that guy is just great. I, I love watching him. He's just so much fun to watch. So, all right, folks, that's about as much as my my body and my voice can, can bear. Uh, um, hopefully I really wanted to get this, uh, a show out this week because I didn't do one last week. So I felt really bad. I should have done one last week. I probably would have skipped this week then. But when I, then I got to the COVID, the COVID, you know, I was like, oh, I really got to try to put something out this week. So, um, and hopefully, well, next week the plan is, and give me like a nice two weeks to rest up now. Um, Mark will be here with a guest cast next weekend. So I'll be back in two weeks uh, with a show around the Easter time. Can't remember what I put on the calendar for that or what I'm planning on doing. I think I want to do a collectible show, but I don't think that's what's two weeks from now. I don't know. Brain fog. COVID brain fog. But uh, everyone, uh, hey, be safe out there. I've been saying it for the last two years, but, the, you know, even with all these restrictions listed, wash your hands. Uh, keep those masks on if you're willing to do that. I, I don't know. I kind of became maskless. The only the only one last benefit, the last thing I'll talk about this week on about the COVID thing is a, everything that you hear, I think, which is probably true, is that after I get over this, I should be pretty protected for a few months. <laughs> I should be pretty good, you know, so unless some new weird strain pops up, although there are people who've got it multiple times, of course. Uh, I don't, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do? Uh, yeah. So take care of yourselves. Please get vaccinated. If you're not, think about it. Uh, I, I can't even stress how much that, how important that is at it. You know, they could be a lot worse without being vaccinated for sure. I know a bunch of people who got it in the earlier days. Well, not a bunch, but a few and boy, it was nasty. So, uh, I got really feel like I got nothing to complain about exactly. So 
All right, everyone, take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you again in about two weeks. Next week, a guest cast. And um, that's it for Treks and Sci-Fi. Patreon.com forward slash Treks and Sci-Fi. If you want to donate, you know, a couple of dollars a month to support the show, that's where you go. So um, take care all. Bye-bye. This has been a Rick Dosty Podcast production.